This is an episode I've been talking about wanting to do for a while now. I don't know if I've been talking about it publicly, but at least I've been talking about it. Talking about my journaling and my journey with journaling. I really have no notes or bullet points or anything for this, so this could be longer than I expect, or maybe it's going to be shorter than I expect, because I just won't be entirely sure what to say. But I wanted to record it, no matter how long it it does end up being, and I hope that you enjoy it and that you get something out of it, whether you're just interested to know more about my journaling, or you're interested in journaling, and you want to listen to someone's perspective on it. So, this is Writing Reality with Amanda Lee, and in this episode, I'm going to talk all about my journey with journaling. So, my journaling journey started 18 years ago, when I was 11, or about 11. I had had journals before or I'd gotten journals before, but I would write entries in them and kind of move on to another journal. I don't really know why. Maybe I got bored. I just couldn't stay consistent with it. And then I got a journal for my 11th birthday, I think. And it was blue. I think there's a daisy on it with one of those little locks that's, you know, really flimsy. And I remember the first journal entry I wrote in that was about September 11th and my experience, which for me at the time was about a year ago. So that's really, that's a hard entry to forget. And that journal actually started to fall apart. (laughs) So I tore the rest of the pages out because it was just annoying me. My next journal... I mean, that one actually took me through 8th grade, or up until I started 8th grade. And then the next one, I ended up tearing out the pages I had written in because of, you know, silly middle school stuff, a fight with a friend, and we had the same diary, and I didn't want to have the same diary as her anymore. So, you know, silly stuff like that. And in ninth grade, my... One of my best friends gave me a diary that she had, that she had like four or five of them. I think her mom got them for her. And she gave me one, a little cat on the front, color blocked. And it also had a lock that I lost. Usually when my diary had a lock, I lost it. (laughs) Uh, That one I used in ninth grade. It was my ninth grade diary. And it was the first time I actually finished one within, you know, with within a year, which was very exciting for me. I remember sitting in the waiting room of a doctor's office, and I had like 22 pages left, which really wasn't that much for how much I was writing. And through high school, it was more like more like a diary, keeping an account of my day and how I was feeling and things like that. But there would be random little snippets of quotes. I like to write quotes in my journals, and I still do that a lot now. 
I do have a specific journal that's a quote journal, but quotes still make their way into my everyday journals a lot. And I also had a creative writing notebook, which was snippets of passages from books, ideas I had, snippets of poetry, poetry I wrote, um, things taped into it. And I kind of combine the concept of a creative writing notebook and a journal nowadays. And like, was it the end of my senior year? I think so. I got a really sophisticated looking diary. It was red fake leather with, you know, a better lock on it. And that took me through my freshman year of college, which is when I read the book On Keeping a Journal and Other Dangerous Pursuits by Samara O'Shea. Because I don't even remember where I saw that, but it was about journaling and her experience and her life, and it looked interesting. And she shared actual pages from her journals, which I just loved. And they were all different chapters. Writing about romance was one of them. And, you know, I was going to college, so I kind of was just starting to think about that. It was never on my mind before, but... There was that and a whole chapter about the first page of your journal, which I actually wrote about today in the first page of my 41st journal, which is just crazy. But 18 years will give you a lot of journals, I guess. And that one actually, that book rather, got me writing a lot more and kind of freeing me up to write whatever I was thinking, which I still have trouble with sometimes. Sometimes there are things you just can't bring yourself to write down. But it got me writing a lot more. And from then on, from then until now, so the time I was, let's say, 18, 19 till now, which is 10 years, I wrote a lot more in my journals. Because, let's see. 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 6 years, and I had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, I mean, I probably had 8 journals, which, I mean, it's, it's not, not a lot, 8 journals in 6 years. Two of them actually amounted to about half a journal, so let's say 7 journals in 6 years, but still. But as compared to now, where I fill up, depending on the size of the journals, maybe two to three journals a year, sometimes more, it doesn't seem like a lot. And that book kind of freed me up, and I was just writing. And now I still write about my day, don't get me wrong. And I still write about what I did and things I want to remember. But I write about what I want to do, maybe today, or this week, or in this month, or this year, or, you know, my dreams for the next five years, or something like that. Um, so, my journaling practice has evolved over time, as I think everyone's does, if you stick to it, and you don't have to stick to it every single day, if, like, don't make it a chore necessarily I understand wanting to make it a habit but don't stress yourself out over it because that isn't the point of journaling the point of it 
is to help you, whether that's lift your mood, work through your thoughts and fears and all of that, anxieties, stresses, to figure out the life you want and how you can create it, to write poetry. I do that in my journal all the time. Most of my poetry is written in my journal first, and then I collect it for a poetry collection, but you know, that's just how, what I choose to do. You don't have to do that. You can just write poems. And nobody ever has to see them. It's your choice. Or you could write letters. I actually have a journal where I write letters. It's an Elvis Presley journal. And I write letters to Elvis in it. So there are a lot of different ways that you can journal. Could keep an art journal. It's not something I really choose to do. I love to paint and I love to sketch and draw, but art journaling isn't something I've gotten into. I do have something that's kind of a collage journal that it kind of just turned into that. I tape in pictures of characters I love and I put stickers and washi tape and stuff next to them and yeah, I now have a collage journal of characters I love. It kind of just happened. A gratitude journal is a really popular one, and it's a great one. You could write three to five things you're grateful for every day. That could be your journaling, and that's wonderful. Um, and there are a lot of guided journals out there, and I've tried them, but I find I get bored with them or I can't stick to them, and I guess it's because I'm sort of a low-key rebel. <laughs> and yes, I laughed because I love low-key, so... Yeah. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. I am a low-key rebel. I'm not, like, I don't just go against things because I want to or go against, you know, the law or something. But I don't, like, I didn't, even though I love to read a lot of the times in school, I didn't like being told what to read. I would still read it, and a lot of the time I ended up liking it. But, like... That's the reason I can't join a book club. I don't like being told what to read. <laughs> I like to read what I want, and I guess that's why I just can't seem to do any guided journals. I want to write what I want, <laughs> what I want, and that's the way it is. But guided journals are definitely an option. There are a ton of them out there. So you can just type into a browser what sort of guided journal you want, and I'm pretty sure a whole lot will come up. Like, I don't consider these guided journals, but you could. I have a lot of books with writing prompts in them, creative writing prompts. You could do that. That could be all your journaling. I mean, that would be amazing. I do them from time to time, and it's really fun. I'm a writer, a storyteller, so I love them. So that, be, that could be something you could do. And don't let yourself get too caught up and how pretty it looks. Believe me, a lot of my journals are really freaking messy. And that is totally fine. I know there are some beautiful journals online. But you can't get caught up in that. If you want a journal and it's something you want to explore, you need to just start and just write, which is pretty much what my first podcast episode was about. That was in regards to short story and novel writing. But I think the same thing can be said for journaling. Don't freak yourself out over it. Mine has evolved from, 
I used to tell stories in my journal when I was in middle school because that's what I did. That's what I knew. To talking about my day. To talking about what I wanted to do and my wishes and dreams. And then writing ideas for books and stories and poems and snippets of conversation and book passages and poetry. And now it's kind of an amalgamation of all of that, which is beautiful. So however you choose to journal is the right way. There's no one specific way, and that's the point. And I know that some people may have trouble writing out their journaling. Sometimes, I mean, I get cramps in my hand. And I mean, maybe I'm stubborn, but I love actually writing on the page so much. I either push through it, and my handwriting is really, really atrocious, which is fine with me. It doesn't bother me that much. Or I take a break and come back to it. But you could voice record your journal entries. I don't know if they actually sell voice recorders anymore. I still have one and a few little tapes for them. But, you know, I'm sure there's something online or some app. I'm actually not that technologically inclined. I just, I put on a good front. But I'm sure there's something out there. Or a video diary, which I tried for a while. And it really was not my thing. But maybe it will be yours. Or you could keep a blog that's just for you. And if you want to type your journal, that's an option too. I think there's some kind of app for that. <laughs> I do think if you can, though, there's something really magical about writing out your journal entries. There's just a different mind to hand to pen connection there. So definitely give it a try. And if you want to write a few sentences or a few pages, it doesn't matter. That's your journal. And I vary from day to day. I wrote three pages today. Sometimes I write half a page or a couple sentences. And as I said, that doesn't matter. Just because you see someone who has beautiful, beautiful journals and beautiful journal spreads doesn't mean that's what you have to do. It's beautiful to look at. And if that's the way they journal, that's terrific. That's what works for them. But don't not journal because of how someone else journals. Because you could really be robbing yourself of a great tool. And it definitely isn't a substitute for counseling or therapy if you really do need that kind of help. And I'm not judging that because I've been to therapy. <laughs> but maybe it's a good supplement and maybe it could even help you realize that you need that. I know that has been part of my experience. So, yeah, do not compare your journaling to others. Let it be your own journey. And I am doing a seven-day journal challenge. And I know you see, I'm assuming you see, maybe you see, it's out there. People who journal for manifestation or calling in what they want, which is a great way to journal. I mean, I don't think a lot of people start out like that. My journal journey, <laughs> journal journey has taken 18 years to get even close to that point. So I wouldn't jump into that immediately and then freak out because it seems like too much to keep up. The best 
thing is to just jump in and start writing. You know, whichever journal you have. If it's a bound notebook or a fancy notebook, you know, from Barnes & Noble, they sell some really cute journals and Marshalls. I don't know if that's open right now, but, or Home Goods. I found some really cute journals in there for a really cheap price. Again, no idea if it's open right now, but you could take a spiral bound journal and decorate it with stickers and have something amazing. So don't let that stop you either. All you need is a pen and paper or a pencil and paper, whichever you want. So my seven day journal challenge is more about getting you into the groove of journaling. There are prompts like introduce yourself to your journal, which I've done. <laughs> it was years ago. Maybe I should redo it. I mean, I am going to redo it when I run this challenge. Introduce yourself to your journal. Write about a childhood memory. Write a poem. Write about a goal that you have. All things like that. So it's nothing super, you know, intricate. And you could write a page or 25 pages if you wanted to. So... I will have that up for you very soon, and when I do, I'm going to have a corresponding podcast episode every day with each challenge. So if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to get into journaling without putting a lot of pressure on yourself, which is how I would say to do it, you don't want to put pressure on yourself with this, then I think that would be a nice way to get into it. You could do that in seven days. It is how I designed it. Or you could do it in two weeks or a month. Again, don't pressure yourself about it. But I will definitely let you know when that is available. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about my journey and my advice. Which is just to write and don't put pressure on yourself about it. If you write once a week, that's great. Once a day, that's great. Or once a month, it's all good. <laughs> so I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and go write your reality.